Week four of season nine has arrived, and I am excited to have the opportunity to connect with a new entrepreneur. Last week, Sheikh brought the energy and advice that entrepreneurs need to hear, and Brianka willed too. We will learn how she left corporate America during COVID and built a six-figure business in six months. Each week on this platform, I interview a different entrepreneur from across the country and around the globe to share their story. Whether you're looking to start or scale your business, this is the show for you. I would like to give recognition to someone who reviewed the show as we get ready to introduce this week's guest. And if you review the show and leave feedback, I will also recognize you. Thank you for your support. Brano23 wrote, Vincent's natural straight to the point messaging from him and his guests are one of a kind. You get exactly what you came for and walk away with a special piece of inspiration that you can apply in your journey. And I appreciate that message, Brano. Thank you. And today's guest, after she worked in the digital space for the last 10 years, it was time for her to make the jump into entrepreneurship. She is building her own company for two years, but knew it was time to go all in when COVID came. If you are looking to position yourself as an expert online, clarify your messaging, or developed a customized, stable, profitable launch and marketing strategy, this is the episode for you. Buckle up. In only two years, she has serviced over 100 clients, built over 10 new programs. This week's guest is a launch strategist and online business coach for solopreneurs who are ready to leverage their expertise to launch an offer they love and sell. Have to bring her on, Brianka Johnson. Brianka, thank you for reaching out and joining the show. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited. Me as well. Can you give our audience a little more of an introduction and previewing your story before we dive in and get going to the entrepreneur side? Of course. So I have worked in digital for the last 10 years. Um, I actually started in college. Um, That's where I learned all about digital marketing. I went for a traditional marketing degree um, and I learned that you can make money managing social media accounts. Um, And I was like, oh, this is dope. I'm going to do this. Um, And so then from there, I started interning. um, And I think also like side hustling and freelancing as a social media manager. Um, And then it just snowballed. So I've worked in literally every area, every aspect of digital marketing that there is graphic design, web design, social media manager, copywriter, um, paid advertising, all of the things. Um, And then about three years ago, I moved to Atlanta to work as the digital director for a democratic campaign here in Georgia. Um, And I did that work for about two years. And then in 2020, once COVID hit, I quit my job. I was at the time a digital director for a national nonprofit And I went full-time in my business. Um, And I haven't looked back since. So that's how we got here. Well, I'm interested in bringing all those experiences together in their journey in marketing and social media management, because I'm sure there are some listeners out there who are diving into this field without giving away too much detail on it. So we save it for the show. Which Mm -hmm. of those roles was your favorite throughout in each of the marketing process? Yeah, so I've always liked the strategy more than anything else. I am a thinker. Um, and I really like to create a plan. Um, 
I don't necessarily know if I like being niched in like one specific graphic design or copyright. I like to understand how all the pieces work together and then create a plan for all of the pieces to work together. Love it. That's going to bring some great value to the show. And we know that COVID was really the final push that you needed to being on your own. Describe that moment more in detail for our audience. I actually had made a decision to quit my job before we even knew what COVID was. Um, in February, we actually took a trip to Paris and London. Um, and when we came back, the country shut down two weeks later. But when we came back from that trip, I was like, I am quitting. I am leaving. This is it. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and so I had my resignation letter typed and I was like, I'm going to be out. This is going to be great. I called my mom and I'm like, hey, I got my resignation letter typed. This is it. I'm going to send it in. And she said, Brianka, they are shutting down the country because of COVID. You don't know how long this is going to last. You don't know what this is. Do not quit your job. Um, and so in full dramatics and hysteria, I laid on the floor and was like sobbing, like uncontrollably. Um, but I did not quit. I stayed. Um, and I stayed until June. And then in June, I think I was just like, if this is going to be my life, because at the time, like COVID was literally still in, in its beginning, like at its peak in June, um, I was trapped in my house. Mm -hmm. I hated my job. I was working a hundred hours a week. Um, I just felt like all of the things that I saw for my life, I, I, I think in that like solitude, I realized that all of the things that I wanted and that I saw for my life, I did not have, but I realized that I had the power to fix it. Um, and so in June, I was like, listen, if we're going to be trapped in the house and I'm going to be miserable, I'm at least going to do what I want to do. Um, so I moved out of my apartment that I had with a roommate. I went and got a $3,000 dog that I really wanted. Um, and I submitted my resignation letter. But the funny thing about that is that the letter that I submitted had the date on it from March when I was initially going, going to submit uh. it, <laughs> which I think is just like this full circle moment of like, I should have done it in March. Like I should have just followed my gut. Um, and so I submitted it and I was like, all right, well, COVID or not, I'm out. Um, and that was it. Got to go with your gut. That's a great example of that. And you've been on your own now since that resignation letter, that backdated letter, but you have been doing your own thing for quite a bit. What are two of the hardest parts of your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, so I think that for me, one of the hardest things in the beginning was I doubted myself so much about whether or not I could take my corporate experience and leverage it in this space. Um, I felt like I had to do what everyone else was doing on the internet and I had to do it their way in order for it to work. Um, and then what I quickly learned is that doing it their way didn't work. It didn't get me any closer to the success I envisioned. Um, and once I started really doing what I knew how to do, my business took off. And I feel like I needed that little moment of just remembering who I am and like who, like what I'm good at. Um, Cause then it helped me figure out how I can help other people. Yeah. Leverage your strengths, try to outsource or network for the rest, do the best you can. What would you say one more challenge is for you? 
Um, I think another challenge was that um, just realizing like what it is, like what I wanted my impact to be um, and then figuring out how to build my business in that way, right? Like, I don't think that there was like a blueprint for the business that I wanted. I didn't really see anyone who had the biz- the business that I was envisioning. So I didn't have like a, this are the steps to get there. Um, and I am a perfectionist in every sense of the word. Um, and I'm also a person who like, if you tell me what to do, then I'm going to do it. If there is like a checklist or steps, I'm going to follow the checklist and I'm going to follow the steps to a T um, at literally every step. And so having to figure it out on my own, I was like, oh, this is wild. I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, And then I realized that there also weren't a lot of people I could ask for help because I was doing something that only I could see, only I knew where I was going. Um, And I I feel like that is still very challenging. Yeah, there's no blueprint for us. We had to go out there and do it, trial and error, trial and error. And like you said, prioritizing what needs to come first without that checklist from the boss. There's no one saying do X, Y, Z. It's you have to do A through Z, but you mm-hmm. have to figure out which to do first. Exactly. Throughout all these entrepreneurial experiences, though, Brianka, what is one of your greatest lessons learned you could share with our audience? I feel like the greatest lesson I've learned so far is that there is not a blueprint and there is no one to ask and like that that's okay. I think that we somehow conceptualize this idea that there is one way to do everything. And if we don't do it like this other person who is a millionaire or this other person who has wild success, then we're going to fail or it's not going to be right. Um, And I think that I've learned that that's not true. You have to do it in the way that only you know how to do it. Because if you do it in anybody else's way, Like if you follow someone else's blueprint, it's not really yours. Um, It's not really what you envision. It's just a slightly different version of what someone else did done by you. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that realizing that I feel like it just gave me like peace to kind of figure it out. Like instead of worrying about whether or not it's going to be perfect or if it's going to be done right, I just have to worry about doing it and it being done. Well said. Most entrepreneurs, including myself, I perfectionist tendencies because as everything we do is like our child, we have to release it onto the world and we want it to be perfect. But like you said, eventually we have to step back, let it go, because no matter what, every book's going to have a spelling error. Every There's always going to be something that oh, the naked eye can't catch. We're mm-hmm. blinded by our own light. And yeah, it's tough to find people to resonate with on this entrepreneurial journey. You have to Mm -hmm. try to find some like-minded individuals in your corner to just get their perspective and try to shoot you down the right path and just to learn from them. But if you could learn from any entrepreneur here, Bianca, dead or alive in history, who are we choosing? Beyonce, for sure. Let's hear why. Um, I just think that I love Beyonce. I will say that I'm president of the Beehive. And Beyonce yeah, and quick I are, answer, so I know you got some love for her. <laughs> Listen, Beyonce and I are only two degrees of separation from being best friends. Um, and I think, right, that in the beginning, Beyonce was just okay. Like she was an okay singer. She she like she was just okay. 
Um, and people like to ignore this fact, but she took like this okayness and with tenacious, like a, ten- a tenacious personality and like an exceptional work ethic and like hustle. Beyonce is one of the greatest, undeniable. Like her shows, her performances, her creativity, the things like she has trusted her gut and done things so outside of the box and it's been phenomenal. Um, And I don't feel like Beyonce had a blueprint for what she was doing. She kind of just felt her way through it. um, And it is undeniable. And so I feel like, you know, people think that like, oh, they're born great or like whatever. And I feel like Beyonce is like an example of someone who's not born great. She was just okay in the beginning. Um, And she still is just an okay actor. Like if we're going to be honest, like we have to be honest about things. Um, But I just... I definitely have step outside the box, take chances. That's what entrepreneurship's all about. Nine to five clock out at Friday, five o'clock. You don't check your email again until Monday or mm-hmm. the other way. You have to take chances. You have to find ways to make it happen. But now I'm interested in this answer because of your deep love for Beyonce. Where would the meeting go down? Mm. Oh, I thought you were going to roll out the whole plan here. No, because I feel like Beyonce has such great moments because I I think also, right, like when you meet your idols, you have to meet all of their personalities, right? So if you're having, if you're meeting them for business, you also want to meet their personality, which means they have to be comfortable, which means I'm also down with signing this NDA because I know Beyonce is going to give me NDA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think... um, in Texas, for sure. In Houston. Like, I think it has to go down there. Like, where she's from, what made her who she is. And, you know, she has, like, the nice, um, big estate there. I think it has to go down there. We'll have to make sure we tag her when this episode releases. Maybe we can make that dream come true. But before we see that dream come true, we need to educate our audience on all things Brianka. We're going to do short-term and long-term ambitions for all of your entrepreneurial endeavors. What are we seeing from you short term? Yeah, so right now I am planning the launch live show. It will go down on June 1st and June 2nd. It is a two-day event for coaches and experts who want to promote, plan, and position their first five to six-figure launch. Um, We are using this big launch event to open up enrollment for our new Clarity to Coins Accelerator. Um, So those are like the two big things happening this year um eventually you know we want bj and co to be the premier place for coaches and experts who want to launch or market their business their programs or offers um like when you think of launching like we want to be top of mind so that is what we are working towards okay okay now let's look long term what are you thinking Yeah, so long term, I would really like to take my curriculum and train other people how to implement it. Giving back, sharing the wealth of knowledge, and I Mm -hmm. think that will go a long way. And now I'm excited to hear your take on this week's Spotlight Story. Each week, I share an entrepreneurial journey to inspire our listeners, and I would love your take on it. As we have an all-star female entrepreneur on the show this week, I will share the journey of another in Sophia Amoruso. I learned she was ranked the number one female on this list I found, so I had to dig in, find out more about her. True entrepreneurial journey started an eBay store 
called Nasty Gal Vintage that eventually turned into a booming fashion retailer, same name, Nasty Gal. She wrote a New York Times bestseller to grow her brand called Girl Boss with a hashtag on it. Then she founded the digital media brand and community Girl Boss, where Sophia, Sophia Amoruso has been at the forefront of building this digital age. And it's why I chose this article. Hopefully some can relate a little bit to our guest today. And I want to share a quote from the article that shares her start in the business. At 22, I started an eBay store called Nasty Gal Vintage and it exploded. In a few years, we went from 250K to 1.1 million to 6.5 million to 30 million in revenue. I had never even worked in an office before, but I followed my nose and built a really big business. That brand spoke to women in a way beyond fashion. Nasty Gal is a community. That's the throughput with Girl Boss. When a customer bought a motorcycle jacket, it was something that was a promise to herself that to be just a little more bold in her life and it was beyond a motorcycle jacket. It was something that made her feel more confident to go out in the world. That's very much what Girl Boss is. We're doing that more directly with our professional network that we just launched. She credits her success to resourcefulness, grit, and curiosity. Brianka, what do you like about her journey? Yes, I'm actually a big fan of Sophia. I bred Girl Boss and I watched the TV show when it was on Netflix. Um, and I think basically it goes back to what I said about Beyonce. Like she followed her nose. Like no one was building eBay stores and growing them to 30 million back when Sophia was doing it. Um, but I think that it's just an example of why it's important to not always look for a blueprint and to not always seek out how someone else did something, but to instead trust that you have the tools and the skills and whatever inside of you to figure it out if that's what you want to do confidence um, yeah. and mindset exactly keep going yeah yeah and i think that that's what she did um i think that her story is is amazing and i still to this day shop with nasty yeah so <laughs> i'm glad it resonates i didn't uh, i'm not familiar with the show but i'm glad that the story mm -hmm. is bigger than just one or two stories true entrepreneurial journey you grow a brand you can branch out to anything possible similar field as her. So thank you so much for that analysis. And thank you so much, Brianka, for joining the show today. Loved our thank conversation, you. ton of value. I loved how you shared that moment with the backdated letter. I think that's <laughs> something that's just true, example, truly exemplifies going with your gut. Your difficult parts of entrepreneurship are sure to relate to our audience. And I love your ambition with building a community similar to the Nasty Gal story. We'll have to stay in touch and watch how it unfolds. Now I'm going to ask you for your last word. What do you want to leave everyone with? Yes, I think I'm just going to stay on theme and say, you know, as you're building your business, as you're thinking about your entrepreneurial journey, that it's important for you to also follow your gut um, and to not always seek out the blueprint. Like blueprints definitely make it easier, but they are not to be followed toe for toe. So trust well you. Said. Yes, absolutely. Please now share where can everybody find you, request your services, follow your journey or say hello. Yes, so I am at the Brianka Johnson, um, Brianka B R I A N C A, everywhere on social media, and my website is briancajohnson.com. I'm very easy to find. Keeping it consistent, some another lesson right there in entrepreneurship. Whatever you're doing, mm -hmm. be consistent, and as well when you're looking at her social media, check us out too. We're at That Entrepreneur Show on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and podcasts by Lancey on Twitter, so you get updates from both the shows. 
My handles are Vincent A. Lancy on all social media and YouTube. And my website is vincentalancy.com. It's time for the quotes and the show. And this one is a good one. When asked what advice she would give to someone following in her footsteps, this is what today's Spotlight Entrepreneur said. Try a lot of things and find what resonates and what you're good at. Especially when you're young, you cannot fail. You have all the permission to jump around and try new things. Find smart people around you who have been there and done it. Seek out great advice and stay curious. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week on That Entrepreneur Show. 